Hello and welcome back to Living in the Moment. I hope your spring is in full swing. Personally, I'm counting the days until I can go buy my little herb babies and plant them in my garden. One of the things that's come out of COVID-19 is I am now a plant mom. I didn't say a good one, but I am a plant mom nonetheless. Today, we are joined by Winnie, and Winnie is a moment maker with our CertiPro team. She has a fascinating journey, and I won't spoil much, but she is a genius, at least I consider her to be. We talk about how she enjoys having an impact on someone's day, how she thrives on structure, and how it's so important to not let opportunities pass you by. This is a girl that certainly does live in the moment. Let's celebrate Winnie's journey. How's your day going? Seems like you're quite in demand today. That's, I'm very tired, but it's going. <laughs> Did I see you had time off this week? Um, I had yesterday off, but I was I had to test it right, so it wasn't really time off. More, oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's disappointing. Yeah, had them back to back for six hours. Oh my god, what are you doing? I'm doing a chem lab technology. So I had a chem test and a bio test immediately afterwards. Yeah. Wow. Someone's a little smarty pants. <laughs> Trying. <laughs> I don't know if my mark reflect that, but. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, what's the goal then with school? Um, hopefully I can finish up and work at like a microbiology lab or some type of chem lab afterwards, but. Cool. If I graduate, it'll you... work out. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you want to, I don't, I don't really know this field well. So is it like mm-hmm. you can pick a field of study or is it yeah. all the same thing? It's um every, it's like you have, you do six different levels. So every term's a different level that you do. And it goes through the summer as well. And it's like a different type of science that you're studying. So like we're doing microbiology or like plant biology or agriculture. And then afterwards you can just decide if you want to specialize or like work in one specific type of lab. But then you also have the opportunity to work in other ones. Yeah. And you want to specialize? Um, I like doing microbiology. So okay. stuff. Yeah. What so, is that? <laughs> Educate me. <laughs> so okay. So we're looking at stuff under the microscopes, like um identifying like bacteria or like different colonies or infections and stuff like that underneath the microscope. That's stuff that we do. So you may be the reason that we never see COVID-19 again. Hopefully, yes. <laughs> that would be nice. Help us out, Winnie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so I don't, I don't know you all that well. Um, I think we've kind of met in like group settings every so often. Yeah. Um, so I want to just definitely get to know you a bit better and celebrate you and have you talk for the next little while really about yourself and who doesn't love to do that. So, <laughs> um, if you wouldn't mind starting by just telling me a little bit more about your story up until now um, and, and everything that you've accomplished so far. Sure. Yeah. So I wasn't born in Canada. We came here back in 2003, I believe, when we moved here. Uh, so grew up, born in Sudan, grew up in Egypt, came here with the school. Um, most of the time I just been doing a lot of my childhood was playing sports. So basketball, track, volleyball, whatever, just to keep me occupied. Just get me out of my parents' hair. And then <laughs> when in- 
<laughs> go outside and don't come back till dinner. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and I did a lot of working um, just throughout high school and then throughout post-secondary to help pay for the education. So a lot of my experience has been in call centers. Um, this is the best one I've worked at so far. Some were true horror stories to work at before. And oh. yeah, this one is the management's there. It's a good team to go to. You know who to reach out to if you need help. You know, before it was just, you do training for one day and you're thrown into the environment with having no idea really what's going on. So working oh, at TLS has been a shift definitely from brand contact, being at the brand contact experience has definitely redeemed call centers in my eyes, definitely working here. Oh, good. <laughs> and, we, and we hope you stay. Yes. <laughs> Um, I had other work as well, work that like um, Candace Wonderland, which was by far maybe the worst job I could have had. <laughs> it seems like it would oh, be no. fun. Yeah, it seems like yeah. until you work there and then there's a lot of cleaning up behind the scenes or like standing out in the sun in a Snoopy costume is not the best thing to be doing all day. And <laughs> so You were Snoopy? <laughs> for only two days and I begged never to have that happen again. So <laughs> Only oh person tall God. enough to fit into the costume. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. I feel like I have 20 questions just around that. <laughs> what are the different, I imagine it like Disneyland or, or Disney World mm-hmm. and you hear all about the Disney characters and how there's specific rules and yeah, you can't break character and all this stuff. So what is it like to work at Canada's Wonderland? Now I'm super fascinated. Yeah, it depends on what team that you're working on, for sure. Um, I feel like the, the people that are working in the water department definitely had a lot more fun because they were just <laughs> kind of just hanging out around the pool and watching people <laughs> the whole time. But if you're working more in the hospitality, which was I was doing a bit of, I was working mm. in the um, the kids area, which was a lot of lost kids we had to deal with. During, yeah, <laughs> people would lose their kids and then a lot of crying. And it's really hard to get information from like a three-year-old doesn't really know what to tell you. <laughs> so. Yeah, that was a lot of the job there, but it was a lot of fun too. We got a lot of perks, so you can go to uh, Ripley's Aquarium or Canada's Wonderland for free, and you can um you had like up to eight free trips in the summer with the plus one. So that was a lot of good perks. I don't think I ever went to Canada's Wonderland outside of work, just because after spending all day there, you don't want to be there any longer than you need to be. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> like when someone works at a specific restaurant or something, and it's like you never want to eat yeah. there again because you're <laughs> doesn't matter how big it is <laughs> yeah that makes sense yeah it's really cool thank you i have worked the food festivals before like the rib fest and food fest and everything that was really fun you meet a lot of different people the people are usually really friendly and having a good time because who's in a bad mood at a food festival you know you're there to have a good time <laughs> <laughs> there's there's a uh i think it's a kevin hart comedy special and he has a bit about a jet ski and it's like you'll never see someone unhappy on a jet ski <laughs> yep <laughs> you have to be happy there. <laughs> i love it so do you have like is it a is it a family business or something or what is it that's the hospitality side uh so um i worked with my sister and her boyfriend they had like um a couple of food trucks and okay. it was yeah so it was he would change it up every once in a while depending on what type of food he wanted to serve but when I was in London when I was between the ages of like around 15 to 17 it was a nice summer job to have and working with family is kind of more relaxed because 
I got free food and could sneak off for break times, you know? <laughs> <laughs> a girl that loves her perks. I like it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so who would you say from all of it, essentially, and, and especially in, well, I guess I want to start off, what led you to this kind of field of schooling? Like, where does the interest come from? That's a good question. Um, I mostly, I actually thought I was going to lean toward history when I was going in school. I enjoyed it a lot more. Really? Yeah. <laughs> but then I got a lot of, why do you want to go into history? How are you going to make money in history? And just a lot of backlash. And I'm, I was really good at science. So I was like, this is something I could enjoy and fall back on, if anything. So I, I originally did kinesiology and health sciences and quickly realized that I was way too squeamish to be working, you know, yeah. up close to people like that. Especially when it came to like athletic therapy, I immediately decided that wasn't for me anymore, but more behind the scenes, understanding the what's happening. It's kind of what and drew is, me to it. Is athletic therapy more like physio idea? Uh, kind of, yeah. It's kind of like, if you stick a basketball game and someone kind of falls and like they're fall, like you know, the Paul Gasol, I think it was the industry that, um, or I don't know who it was that got really hurt. Like his bone basically popped out of his leg in the middle of the basketball game. Like you're like the first responder that has to like go there. And like, yeah, so I was like, I don't think I can do that. Like I'll pass faint or something. <laughs> I can't be calm yeah. in a situation like that. So you have to be really level-headed and be able to deal with any situation that comes up, like popping someone's shoulder back in and stuff like that, which Oof. I can do the wrapping, you know, if you're hurt, you need a cast, <laughs> you need a wrap. I can definitely get that done. <laughs> I can like massage your legs. So it feels yeah. <laughs> no, I feel like the guys on, uh, on hockey would be, yeah. would really need to like have that strength because the amount of blood that you will see on the ice after mm-hmm. a hit, Oh, that would not be nice. Yeah. It was a lot of athletes definitely in the field, which works out. They see a lot of injuries and get injured a lot. So they're kind of used to that kind of thing. So fair enough. Yeah. So we're really good at science. That's what I hear. Yeah. <laughs> first, first off, you sound like a genius to me. So <laughs> thank you. I believe it. <laughs> um, so then through everything, who are three people who have been most influential to you and to your path? And what are the lessons that they've taught you? Actually, um, for me, it'd be mostly the first thing would be my parents, I'd say, just coming here and they don't really speak English and they still kind of don't speak it that well now, but still trying to understand, you know, and help me with my science work and like all my homework and pushing me to do something that they definitely couldn't help me out with much, but, you know, coming here with all the support system and not knowing the culture and language, but, you know, just determined to make a better life for us definitely influenced me a lot and was a motivating factor to get to where I am now. And that would be like, not a specific person, but like teachers also, like when I was in school, it was definitely harder to, I remember liking like science and history when I couldn't really speak English that well, but it was nice not to be dismissed. Like some people would dismiss you like, oh, you can't speak English and like don't really get into more detail with that. And the teachers kind of pulled me aside and, you know, helped me, got some tutors to the school and everything. And when I, once I learned it, started doing well in school and that was kind of another thing that pushed me and motivated me too. like without that I don't think I could be where I was today without those teachers in my life that kind of saw 
potential in me basically outside of the language barrier and putting the effort and then finally be maybe coaches I would say were a really motivating factor coming up was nice to put it's like a discipline when you're playing sports it gives you like structure in your life and gives you something to you know being physically in shape not like just in shape but keeping your body healthy and eating right is kind of helps you move better throughout life you know so that was another thing that helped me and you like structure yeah I like routine and structure I'm a very anxious person so having everything laid out ahead of me is helps me a lot in the long run of things I can relate yeah I'm (laughs) I'm a I'm like a creature of habit I need my routine and if something is off in my morning routine my whole day is off (laughs) yeah this is super stressful the whole day (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Everything turns to chaos. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Very cool. That's awesome. So what would you say, what most excites you to come to work? Is there, is there anything that excites you or motivates you to go to work in general? And is there anything specific to TLS that just excites you to be a moment maker? Yeah, for sure. So um, I would say what excites me to come to work the most would be the money. I'm just kidding. Um, the money is a nice factor to it, but um, it's a nice um, break to your life. You know, like sometimes most of the time I either like at home doing schoolwork or just stressing about stuff in my life that coming to work, helping people with their problems and not having to focus on yours and having, it gives you like a bit of a mental break as, you know, like you're helping somebody else, not just kind of sitting and worrying with your own issues and turmoil that you're going through. So that's one thing that motivates me coming into work that and like it helps with like the moments when you help somebody with a complaint they're happy after the complaint you know it's a nice little gives you like a little chip on your shoulder when you're having a bad day you know yeah for sure it's awesome and outside of the the job description and outside of like what we require what what is being a moment maker in your opinion or your heart yeah for sure um being a moment maker is, um, I know like sometimes you can't always help the customer. Like just sometimes it is, we just can't help them. But if just having them on the phone and them being, feeling like they were heard at least, even if the answer at the end of the day is like, I can't help you or like, oh, like the company can't do this for you. It's like they, having a just a good conversation, you know what's going on throughout their day. You don't know if they have like a stressful day or a bad day. Just that one conversation being like something that can light up somebody's day is, to me, is what being a moment maker is, even regardless of outside the job, is just helping somebody out or them walking away from the call feeling better about themselves. That's amazing. I've, I've heard just on both of those answers, I've heard more um, responses around feeling like fulfilled and satisfied by handling a complaint. Like that just seems to be such a common feeling of you just feel really good after you've been able to diffuse a situation or make someone feel better after complaints. Like, yeah, I like that. I like that we get that opportunity. Definitely. For sure. It's like, sometimes like, even like if you have a form bill, that's way too high sometimes and calling into the call center. And like, sometimes you have like a bad experience, like you call into Rogers or something like you don't want to be that person in the line for somebody else on the phone. You want them to be heard, even if you can't help them, you know, just, you're 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 valid and feeling the way you're feeling and let me listen to you like even if it's they want to rant you're a little punching bag sometimes but 
a lot of times people, sometimes the worst callers, they apologize towards the end of the call. This happened to me a few times, like they're just go ripping in on you. And then after it's like, I'm sorry, you know, like it's just, and that, that feels good too. It's like, yeah, I understand people. It's understanding that people are going to be people, whether it's the good and the bad, you're going to get it both on the phone. You can't let, really let that get to you, you know? Yeah, exactly. And that's the, that's the number one thing to remember is that when someone is frustrated and this is in any situation when someone that you don't know, or you're not aware of the situation or you're not connected to the situation, um, if anyone is frustrated or in a bad mood or, or anything taking it out on you, it's not you. And yeah. unfortunately you're the one receiving it, but you can't take it personally because it's, it's being directed towards you, but it's not because of you. And if that person just needs you to listen and that's all that you can do, that's a huge deal. Mm-hmm. Definitely. That's awesome. Um, what would you say overall through everything? What has been your biggest success so far? My biggest success. Um, well, last month I finally got a hundred in all my QAs. So I was really happy about that. I was, yeah, something else aiming towards. I got a perfect assessment for last month, which was making me happy. I wasn't able to follow through for this month, but that was just a now that I got there, I can definitely get there again. You know, it was a good feeling when I finally got those logging in to my shift. I mean, yeah, logging to work and uh, seeing that first thing hopping in was a really good thing and a nice feeling. So that's amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. And you will do it again. I hope so. Next time, <laughs> and the time after that and the time <laughs> after that. <laughs> Um, and then on the other side, what would you say has been your biggest learning opportunity or, or challenge that you've overcome? I see. Um, it's just being on the phone to you. Um, and especially with us being like the national contact center, we deal with a lot of different types of people. So it's, um, learn to adapt to different people on the phone to some, one thing for me is like, depending on the area, like some people just act a certain way. And at first it kind of got to me, but then I, after getting a lot of calls from one generator, it's like, that's kind of just like the, how people are. It's not like a, they weren't really being rude towards you. If that makes any sense. Just understanding like the social yeah. norms in like different areas is something that I had to adjust to. Because there'll be times that I felt like sad or upset, but then, you know, Americans are just sometimes like they say, like when you say, oh, have a good day. It's like, mm-hmm, yep. Afterwards, like it seems rude, but then after getting that a lot of times, kind of it's kind of just like how people react to the have a good day. Sometimes they're like, Oh, yeah, you know, or, mm-hmm. but it's not a, they're not meeting as a bad thing, you know, like they're, that's just the way it is. So letting stuff like that not get to me and interacting with different types of people was one way as well. Some people are really pushy sure. on the phone. Some are more talkative. That was something to adjust to as well. Sometimes people call in and they just want to talk to people outside of just getting the job done. So <laughs> figuring out when to end the call. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you are their social um, interaction for that day. Yeah. (laughs) I've, uh, I've had my fair share of those as well, where it's just, you learn their entire life story and everything they did this week and what they had for dinner last night. And that's all you can do is sit there and listen. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) And it's the opposite. Some people Uh, just don't want to talk at all. And it's, that's okay too. It's just trying to get the call through. So. Yeah. And it's learning how to adapt to those different Mm -hmm. personalities for sure. 
I'm curious then, and if I can ask, um, what was it like to go? I I don't know. I've never been there, but I'm I would assume that growing up in Egypt and then moving to Canada, it's two very different cultures. Yes, for sure. So, so what was that adjustment like? Yeah, it's um the adjustment is it's very um in my culture, especially being like Sudanese, like Southern Sudanese, it's very short. Uh, it's sometimes I come off rude speaking to people, so it's kind of we have not we just very short what we say and get directly to the point, but not in a way like it seems like I don't have conversation or like I'm very standoffish, but that's just kind of how my culture is. So it's like coming to Candle is more of adapting to the people are more social here and talk just, you know, for conversation, not because you have to get this done or like just to get a point across. So that was one thing for me, those adjustment, um, just conversation wise, realizing, you know, like people want to talk and they talk about like different things. You know, back home, we don't really talk about very personal stuff in my culture. It's kind of like keep, you know, that stuff to yourself, but like people are very open in Canada and um, about their lives and everything, which is something I find is a positive, you know, it's nice being able to speak about that stuff with people, you know, like having a support system outside of your family and like, or like extended family, you know, having right closer conversation and building co- closer relations with people outside or something that was nice to adjust. That was um, an adjustment I had to get to. And talking, um, my culture, we speak very fast. So even now being here for so long, I have to, I realized that I'm even when I think I'm speaking very slow, I have to bring it down a lot. You know, speaking two different languages that are just. What level are you at now? Is it fast I'm, or slow? It's, I have to really pay attention to it. Um, it's still on the fact. I don't think I'm ever going to get to the point where it's very, you know, just because I switch between when I'm not at work and talking to my family, I just switch back to speaking my tribal language. So it's like, throughout the day switching between two different temples and paces of my conversation so my close friends like are they're like yo you speak way too fast sometimes like I don't know what to tell you you know I just have to <laughs> that's just not the way it is <laughs> but... tell tell them that they just have to process faster it's a them problem yeah I'm like your brain's not working fast enough I don't know what's going on <laughs> can I hear something and is it is the language Sudanese or what's the language? Um, Sudan has a lot of different tribes. We have like over like a hundred tribes. So my um, tribal language would be um, uh, Tong Monjang, Deng, uh, like Denka. So that's what we speak. Yeah. So it's, we have a lot of the same words for very different like words. Like one word can mean this many things that can be in water and mom and like car for all the same words. It just depends on the words you put around the it. Context. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So switching over to English is, there's a lot more words you guys use. So it's trying to put, and like, we don't have like past tense or future tense. It's like the way the, the sentence is structured, you figure out like how it's coming. So the biggest thing I had to adjust was like in the past tense, in the future and present, that was something I still have a hard time <laughs> with to this day, but <laughs> yeah. I can try to say something to you. Wanna give me? Yeah. Um, how about the, uh, your opening script? Oh, yeah. that's easy to translate okay yeah so so i don't thank you it's just thank you i guess in our language we don't really have a word for thank you or shukran <laughs> um, i chose a terrible like phrase yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i was like shukran but um in the child uh sort of propane as anna winnie being quantity wow 
and that's the whole intro and like that very like six words you know so it's a big adjustment so it seems like I'm not very social sometimes but like it's just I'm not used to speaking for longer right. periods of times to people outside of my words family. it's like it was like around like it was less than the words you'd use you're like thank you for calling cerebral painters my name is Winnie how can I help you and then and when it being quantitative towards the painters you know like it's kind of like oh okay oh. <laughs> like you said like four words and it's kind of the context around it sounds it. like yeah. you're saying it backwards <laughs> yeah that's fair that's fair <laughs> It sounds like English, just backwards. <laughs> yeah, is that fair? There's um, what is it? There's a video of this guy that is singing a song, and it's pure like you could never understand it. And then you play it in reverse, and it's oh. the American <laughs> national anthem. And it's it's just so cool that he's always able to do it. But that's that's what that reminded me of. Is like, yeah, that's interesting. Thank you for indulging me. That was really cool. <laughs> um, couple more questions for you yeah, while for I pick sure. your brain. Um, what is, if we had a new moment maker, I mean, we always have new moment makers coming in, but if there is a new moment maker that had never been in this kind of industry, never worked on the phones, never been really in customer service all that long, um, what's one piece of advice that you would give them to be successful here with us? Yeah, for sure. So one piece of advice, it's always scary. I remember when I started like first first getting on the phone, it was like terrifying. Like the first, your heart would be racing before a call came in and you're just thinking about all the things that can go wrong. Just don't worry about that. Go into it. The nerves will go away. Like I remember like even like my second day, I'm like, how am I still nervous? Like, is this ever going to end? Like eventually it'll go away and you won't even realize that like you were nervous about that and you can do everything right and someone still won't be happy. So you just don't let that affect you or your next calls or make that change how you'd do the same thing over again just because one person reacted to what you did a certain way doesn't mean the next person will that was one thing for me it was like I'd be following the scripting sometimes and somebody would get upset with me over it but it's like you did everything right that you could so just continue doing it right and things will work out and just don't let that get down and smile when you're on the phone it translates over to the call for sure it's something I've picked up if you're just kind of staring stoic towards your phone you might not realize it but your voice starts going monotone as well so occasionally you know smile towards the camera pretend that the person's there in front of you and it'll make the call feel more realistic I love that start starting any call with a smile is everything you really need even and it doesn't matter what the call is going to turn into if you can start with that positive attitude you can already make an impact even if the person on the other side is either in distress or they're frustrated or whatever it is yeah that can make the world of a difference And my last question for you, this is my favorite one. Um, what's one thing that you try to do in your personal and professional life to live in the moment? Oh, that's a tough question. Personal and professional life to live in the moment. Just kind of go through the moment without any regrets. Um, the biggest thing for me in life is like I said before, because I'm very anxious, I keep myself back from doing some stuff sometimes, but then looking back at it, I just regret not doing it. Um, so just go for it and do it. And if it doesn't work out, at least you can say that you did and it didn't work out rather than looking back at it and hoping that you tried and like hoping that you did something and feeling like you missed out on something. Because even if the experience is not worth it, you still got, you learned something from it regardless whether it worked out or didn't, you know? 
That's amazing. Yeah. And, and especially after the last two years where, at least for me, like I've stayed so much in my comfort zone that it is hard to push that limit. Yeah. But thinking back, if you want, if you wonder what if, like that sticks with you. Yeah. So it sticks with you a lot longer to push that. Yeah. yeah. The regret lasts a lot longer than, exactly. you know, anything else. You have, <laughs> if you have the opportunity, like it's hard to find a once in a lifetime opportunity, but if you have an opportunity that doesn't present itself often, take it. Yeah. You got to see every moment as a, every opportunity is a once in a lifetime. And things Make will be your own moment. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> amazing um well thank you so much and and thank you for letting me pick your brain a little bit uh i still want to like i still want to understand more about this microbiology because it's it's (laughs) cool (laughs) we'll have to we'll have to chat again but in the meantime i will let you get back to our wonderful Serta customers um and i hope you enjoy the rest of your shift today sure thank you for having me i hope i gave you the answers you needed and was clear enough in my you gave me what the I was trying to get across you wanted <laughs> okay that's fair that's fair you gave me honesty and I appreciate it that's fair thank you thank you Winnie have a great bye. day you too bye bye what did you think I told you her story was pretty cool It also amazes me how anyone who is bilingual or speaks multiple languages is able to switch between the two dialects so seamlessly. And Winnie does it like a pro. My fingers are also crossed that she has the prevention of a global pandemic in our future. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you all have a wonderful week. And for those of you who celebrate, happy Easter or Happy Easter. I hope everyone has the opportunity to eat their weight in mini eggs because I know I will be. Join us next Monday. We will see you then. Sometimes you need someone there for support. Sometimes you need-